And hello, everybody. Welcome to the Pac-Man Podcast, Patriotic American Citizen. I'm Ted Flint, and I've been holding off for three or four days wanting to talk about the Russian invasion of the Ukraine. We'll do a little bit of that tonight, or it's tonight as I record this Monday evening. Uh, everybody, you turn on the TV, you turn on the radio, everybody all of a sudden is an expert on the Ukraine. Now, I'm not an expert on Ukraine, but I've read plenty of people who are experts, and I don't think Russia's in the Ukraine for the same reasons that a lot of people, some of these talking heads on Fox. I heard one guy one guy say uh, recently that he thinks Putin is trying to reestablish the old Soviet Union, trying to uh, redraw the, the global map and all this other business. I don't think that's the case. I think the reason Putin is in the Ukraine is because Ukraine is making noise about joining NATO. Zelensky said as much. He put something out today. Zelensky's the president of the Ukraine, and he's a marked man. Putin wants him dead. But Zelensky requested today, as I record this on Monday, that the European Union provide his nation immediate membership. And that's the reason I think Putin is in there, is in the Ukraine. So Zelensky put out this new video. He said, we appeal to the European Union for the immediate accession of Ukraine via a new special procedure. Our goal is to be together with all Europeans and most importantly, to be on equal footing. And he went on to you know, talk about the importance of joining NATO. That's why I think Putin is in the Ukraine. He does not want to see these two nations, the Ukraine and Georgia, join NATO. Now, he invaded Georgia back in 2014. There was trouble in Georgia, in Crimea. I shouldn't say Georgia, Crimea. That happened under Obama-Biden. As you notice, nothing happened under Trump from 2016 to 2020. Putin didn't make any moves to any of these uh, former satellite states. Why? Because weakness invites aggression. They know Biden is weak. They know in, the, in, in Russia that Biden's weak. They know in China that he's a weakling. So that Putin is taking liberties because we have a shell of a man in the White House. He's just not up to the task. I mean, elections have consequences. 74% of Americans call Russia's Ukraine invasion unjustified, according to a poll on Yahoo News. Like, what does Putin care about some idiotic poll put out there by Yahoo? He doesn't care what Americans think about his invasion. He doesn't care what Yahoo or some other idiotic poll, what they think about what he's doing in the Ukraine. He doesn't give a wit about these stupid polls. I realize Ukraine is proving to be a tougher adversary than Putin anticipated, but I think if this goes on for any length of time, I think uh, you know, Putin will eventually, I, I don't know this to be a fact, but I think he's going to, he has superior firepower and a superior military, he will prevail. But why is Putin so intently focused on the Ukraine? I don't think it's reestablished the old Soviet Union's borders. I think NATO's borders have been steadily creeping closer and closer to Russia. Russia is surrounded by NATO countries, former Soviet, uh, former, uh, Soviet bloc nations like Yugoslavia, Poland. These nations were once in the Soviet bloc. Now they are part of NATO. And uh, what I don't like about this, this, this NATO and all these foreign alliances, they're foreign entanglements. And the founders warned us about foreign entanglements. If a NATO member is invaded by Russia or some other non-NATO country, the United States have to has to come to its defense militarily. So if Putin were to invade a former Soviet satellite state, whether it be Poland or any of the others, NATO would have to respond, would be bound by an Article 5 declaration, 
to defend militarily any member nation attack. One, an attack on one nation is an attack on all nations. That's according to the NATO Charter. But why would Putin want to risk a war with America? What would he have to gain by such a move? I'm hearing crazy talk on some of these news stations and on some talk radio. I mean, you know, we're talking, somebody's talking about Putin launching an EMT attack on the U.S., which would disable our electric grid and virtually bring America to a screeching halt. I mean, I don't think that's going to happen. My wife said to me this morning, we should have started a root cellar 20 years ago. We should save canned goods. What if Putin were to attack us? I mean, yes, it's possible. Um, <clears throat> I think you need to be, we need to be prepared, obviously, for, for something, for the worst. Already there are talks underway to defuse this, this situation. Russia and the Ukraine are, are in negotiations. And I'm not losing sleep over it. I'm not worrying about it. Now, Pat Buchanan wrote a great piece last Monday, a week ago today as I record this, and he has his column come out every Tuesday on World Net Daily. And Buchanan writes really some great pieces on this issue, on why Putin is acting the way he's acting. And the title of the most recent column is, Did the United States Force Putin Into Invading the Ukraine. I, that, I, I don't have the column in front of me, but I think that's what, basically what the, uh, the headline was. Putin is a former KGB colonel. He came to power in 1999 after the, I don't know, Boris Yeltsin, I think, ruled for about a decade. And it was just absolutely disastrous for Russia. He ran Russia right into the ground. And Putin watched as this happened. And then the United States, according to Buchanan's latest column, conducted a 78-day bombing campaign on Serbia. In 1999, that was Clinton, the Balkan nation that uh, had historically been a protectorate of Russia. So Putin's watching this. He's, a, he's somebody who loves Russia. He's Russia first. He's a nationalist. He's a patriot. That same year, 99, three former Warsaw Pact nations, the Czech Republic, Hungary, and Poland, were brought into NATO. Now, Russia, or excuse me, uh, Georgia wanted to join NATO, uh, and Russia said no. And Zelensky wants to join NATO, and I think that's why Russia is now in the Ukraine, in Kiev, not Kiev, as people are pr pronouncing it, Kiev, and spelling it differently. It's Kiev. No matter what you think of Putin, you know, he's a totalitarian thug. He's, a, he's authoritarian. He's not Joe Stalin. I've heard comparisons between him and Stalin. He's not Stalin. He didn't murder 25 million people. He didn't create a gulag archipelago. And he's not irrational. He's a rational man. Some, some pundits are saying the guy's irrational. He, he doesn't want a war with America. Why would he want that? He's a nationalist. He's a patriot. He's traditionalist. Yes, he's cold and ruthless when he has to be, but he's looking out to preserve Russia as the great nation it once was. He wants Russia respected. That's why he's in the Ukraine. That's the main reason, I believe. It's not to start a war, to bring America into a war. I mean, it, some of the talk out there is crazy. People are rushing to conclusions. Uh, you know, I love Mark Levin. He is a great legal mind. I respect his legal ability. Uh, he's a great talk show host. But I heard Levin Friday saying, you know, you have people in America, and I'll, I'll try to imitate. If I try to imitate Levin, I'll lose my voice. But he takes issue with people saying, those of us who say, well, America's not defending her own southern border. Why should we worry about what, what's happening in Ukraine? When China invades Taiwan, are we going to use the same argument? Well, we're not watching what's happening in, on our southern border. Why should we care about what's happening in Taiwan? 
He sound, he sounds to me like he wants the United States to militarily be involved in the Ukrainian Russian conflict. Now we're I guess we're going to commit three hundred and fifty million dollars in military uh, hardware to the Ukraine and other countries. Georgia or excuse me, uh, Germany is stepping up with arms and money. Germany has to walk a tightrope. Germany gets almost forty, I think, over forty percent of its oil and natural gas from Russia, and that's another thing. Russia is a huge supplier of oil and natural gas to most of Europe and to Japan and to this country. They are the third largest supplier to America of oil and natural gas. Why would we need to import any fossil fuels from any nation? Because nitwit here in the White House, Biden, has bottled up drilling on federal lands. He's outlawed, he's banned drilling for oil and natural gas on federal lands. Now, if you were to open up those reserves to, to drilling, we would bury Russia. We could sell Germany all the oil and natural gas it, need, it needs. And all of Europe and Japan, we could put Russia out of business. That's the only income they get. They are, their coffers are full. So Putin thinks he can do what he wants. He's finding out otherwise. But he, he's loaded with money because of his oil and natural gas reserves. Yeah, I mean, we get, I forget how many millions of barrels per day. I think four and a half million roughly from Canada. We are, they're our largest importer. Canada's first, Mexico is second, Russia is third, and we get like a half a million barrels a day from Saudi Arabia. We don't have to get oil and natural gas from any country. We were the largest exporter of fossil fuels when Trump was in the White House. And when he gets reelected in 2024, we will again be energy independent. That's what it's, a, why, why would we depend on any nation, especially our enemies? for oil. I'm not saying Russia is an enemy. It's certainly not a friend of ours. Saudi Arabia is not a friend. So why should we be importing oil from them? Anyway, so uh, we've committed $350 million in military hardware. We've, we've imposed some economic sanctions, etc. etc. And NATO nations are doing the same thing, the ones that are able. But Germany has to walk a tightrope, as some of these other European nations do. I think these Western European nations, many of them are overly dependent on Russia for their economic survival. I, you know, I don't have all the answers to what's going on here, but I mean, I had to speak out a little bit on what's happening in the Ukraine, and, uh, but we need to unleash our oil and natural gas reserves. Resume drilling on federal lands, where Anwar, wherever. Sell fuel to Germany and every other country that receives their oil from Russia. We could bankrupt Putin. I didn't see any of the CPAC speeches from Friday to Sunday, I guess it was. Uh, I guess they were in Florida, maybe. Trump spoke. Yeah, it was in Florida. Uh, Governor DeSantis was one of the uh, featured speakers. Trump, I guess he blew him away, as he always does. But I, you know, I can take only so much of those kinds of speeches. I think Trump's going to run again in 2024. He, he's laying the groundwork, I think. And uh, it should be interesting to see what happens in 24. And, and you know, a lot of people, there's still talk of, making Trump Speaker of the House in 22. I think that would be interesting. If Trump were to become Speaker, knock out Pelosi, the Republicans are going to take the House anyway. And there's some talk of them picking up a dozen or more seats in the Senate. It's it's crazy, the time in which we live. It's it, it, difficult times, but the, you know it's a great time to be alive. It's always a great time to be alive. Uh, CPAC, I don't want to spend a lot of time on that. I want to talk a little bit about this uh, mask mandate. The New York governor, uh, Kathy Hochul, uh, announced she's lifting the mandate uh, for the schools 
on March 2nd, which is Wednesday. Now, you, you might say, why, why Wednesday? Why not start Monday? Well, she's not lifting anything. There was a piece put up by a site called Save Smithtown Schools. It was a tweet. And she's not lifting anything. The New York State Supreme Court in Nassau ruled against her and gave Hochul until March 2nd to finalize an appeal, which she never did because she has no case. The Nassau State Supreme Court judge said this this mask mandate is unconstitutional. It was done illegally. You, you have to come up with an appeal by March 2nd. She has no case. She's got nothing. So the school mandate regulation expired February 21st. That was never extended. She had March 2nd to finalize an appeal. She didn't make the deadline. So that's why the schools now, and I'm sure, uh, you know, some schools may continue to wear masks. I'm sure uh, at SUNY Albany, I think they're still going to continue wearing masks, making their students. My daughter goes to SUNY Albany. She has to still wear a mask for whatever reason. It's ridiculous. These people are sick. It's, it's not about the science. But again, it's never, ever really been about the science. In the schools, it's about, and it's not about keeping children safe because children, that particular age group, 5 to 17, 5 to 18 or whatever, that age group is least susceptible to serious illness or death. 99.98% recovery rate. It's about making teachers and other school administrators who are mostly Democrats feel safer. Make them feel safer by wearing, making these kids wear masks. It's insane. People running our school systems are literally insane, many of them. You have some good people in there, some good teachers, good administrators, good district superintendents, but most of them are liberal Democrats, and this is why you have chaos in public schools. But you can't tell people that. They don't. They think you're just being a partisan. All right, the schools, we did the mask mandate. We did the, uh, I think that's about it. I mean, the, the rice, the, the, the rices, the, the prices of gasoline are up to 385 here in Cambridge. Of course, they're a few cents higher than everybody else because there's no competition. Same two stations collude. It's Stewart's and Cumbies. They collude. They keep the prices high. We have to go to, even in Bennington, though, we, we took a drive to Bennington over the weekend. It was, I think, 369 in Bennington. We actually, we drove into a Sunoco. It said 349. So everybody's driving in and every single gas pump was <laughs> it said out of service. That's why it's 349. No gas there. So it's 369. We're here talk of four and five dollars a gallon. If that if that happens, I don't know how I'm gonna get to work because there's there's no bus route where I live. So it's gonna be difficult. These are tough times. We're just coming through a pandemic. Inflation is at a 40-year high. I mean, food prices, everything is going up. And but we still have to stay focused on on the Lord. We have to look to God because that's really our source of strength. He's our protection from what's happening in the world. The world is is a fallen place and it's going to be difficult and it may get more difficult before things get better. So uh, keep keep focused on the Lord and uh, draw closer to him. He'll, he'll always draw close to you. That's going to do it for this program. Thank you very much, folks, for tuning us in. I can't believe we're out of time already. If you want to listen to this program, we have a number of places where you can listen. You can listen on the BMG Network, the home base. I advise you to do that. We have some really fine programming up there. We have this program. We have The Essentials with Maddie Flint, my daughter. She did a really a bang-up show this week on the presidents. Maybe some little-known facts about the 45 president, or 40, 46. 45 was Trump. 46 presidents. Yeah, some interesting little tidbits. So check it out. 
The Essentials with Maddie Flint. Also, uh, the Ken Burns Show. We have uh, the Adrian Ross Show. And uh, if you want to check out the columns, go to the PAC Perspective on the bmgnetwork.com. If you want to contact me directly, it's Pacman, P-A-C-M-A-N, at the bmgnetwork.com, all lowercase. Be sure to hit like and subscribe. Please subscribe and like this program. Tell your friends about it. Share it on Facebook. And, uh, and thanks for tuning us in. And if the Lord wills it, we will talk to you real soon. The Pac-Man Podcast was produced and edited in the BMG Studio. Music by Kevin McLeod. For more episodes of the Pac-Man Podcast, go to the bmgnetwork.com or go to the BMG Network on Facebook. And be sure to tune in to the next episode of the Pac-Man Podcast with Ted Flint. Thank you.